Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you ready for the Word of God? Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. Lord, we want to know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. And we want to hear your truth. We believe, Lord, our faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Therefore, help us to be attentive to what you want to say today. Help us not to fall asleep. Help us not to be distracted by the things of the world, by the voice of the enemy. But the Holy Spirit will speak to all of us and help us to understand with the revelation and the light of the word from heaven to be able to walk according to your truth. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Last Sunday, we were learning about ruling and reigning. I was teaching this subject many times already, and I tried to go very slowly. And last Sunday, we learned that we can rule and reign through the gift of righteousness. And that was just the introduction. I want to continue the same message today, that we can rule and reign through the gift, the free gift of righteousness. Let me read the scripture to review one more time, and we'll begin to explain. Romans chapter 5, 16 to 17, the Bible say, And the gift, means the gift of righteousness, the gift of salvation, is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. Justification means to make righteous. For if by the one man's offense, Adam sinned, one man with Adam offense, death reigned through the one. Much more, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Christ Jesus. How many people want to live a victory life? Raise your hand up. How many people want to reign and rule instead of being run over? How many people want to be over the problem instead of being under the problem? How many people want to live a life like a king on earth here? Amen. Everyone wants to be a king and queen. And God already said that we can rule and reign in this life. Amen. One of the things that God gives to us to be able to rule and reign is the gift of righteousness. We cannot reign without being righteous. But thank God we are not righteous because of our own good deeds and our own righteousness. We have been made righteous by the righteousness of God. And the righteousness of God is a gift that we received. We don't earn it. We don't attain it. We don't pay for it. It's a free gift that God gives to every Christian. The goal of the sermon today, this morning, is to convince you, is to help you to understand who you are. 
Because this subject is important. If you want to rule and reign, you cannot walk around with your chin down and with your shoulder down like this and think that you are a defeated and shameful and condemned person. You need to be able to walk around with your head up, chest up, and say, "I am righteous." Amen. A lot of time we think that salvation is only about going to heaven and miss hell for one inch. We think that salvation is only going to heaven. Thank God we go to heaven. But salvation is more than just going to heaven. When we are saved, when we receive Jesus Christ into our life as our Lord and Savior, and we repent of our sin, not only that we go to heaven, but we are also a son. And a daughter of the King of all kings, we become a son or a child of the Living God, who created the heavens and the earth. And that condition starts now on earth here. You don't need to wait to go to heaven before you become a child of God. Everyone say, "I am a child of God." I'm not talking about God. Who is the idol? Sit on the shelf. I'm talking about the God who created the heavens and the earth. I'm talking about the God who sat on the throne in heaven. I'm talking about the God who created the suns and the moon, the skies and the universe. And we are a child of the living God. And not only salvation will not only take us to heaven and cause us to be a child of God. But salvation also causes to become a righteous person. We can have all the privileges of a son of God and the privileges of right standing before the Lord. When we realize that we are a child of God and we are righteous, we are right in the eyes of God. Not that because we are good, but because in Jesus, the righteousness of Jesus. Cover us and in us. When God looks from heaven, look at us. He see the righteousness of Jesus in us, and then we call us righteous people, as we recognize and realize that God look at us as righteous as Jesus was. God accept us as He accept Jesus, and God love us as He love His Son Jesus. Then. We can go around everywhere in the world boldly. We can go anywhere boldly without feeling ashamed and condemned and guilty inside us. We can boldly say, "I am a child of God, and I will not fear anything." Amen. But that truth need to get into your spirit that you are a child of the living God and you are righteous. The Bible says in First John chapter three verse one, "Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us? What manner of love God loves us so much that we should be called children of God? Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Him." John said that I'm so thankful I'm not an angel; I am a child of the living God. And he said that the world doesn't know God. The world doesn't know that the God, the Jehovah, that we worship, the Lord Jesus, that we worship, 
He is a great and almighty God. He is a versatile God. He knows everything. He is so powerful that he just say one word, something will happen. Amen. He is not a weak God with arthritis in his knee and back pain. He is a very powerful God. But the world doesn't know him. Therefore, the world doesn't know us. If they know God, they will know who we are. Who are we? Who are we? We are child of the Almighty, powerful, glorious God. Do you believe that? Is it that in your spirit? Or it's just a theory in your mind. It has to be in your spirit. Amen. This is the problem in the world. When Jesus showed up in Palestine, the Jews who preached about the Messiah did not accept Jesus because they did not know Jesus. So, in order to find out who you are, the first step we need to know our God. The Book of Daniel says, "Those who know their God will do exploit." You need to know who your God is, so that you will know who you are. When you know that your God is a great God, you know that I am a child of a great God, and you can walk around with bonus, and you don't have to worry about anything anymore, because it's so powerful. Nothing is impossible with God. In First John chapter three verse two, John continued to say, "Beloved, now we are children of God." Everyone say, "Now,", now. are we children of God now?" Or in the future, now, now we are children of God, and He has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Nowadays, people don't see Jesus as He is. People saw Jesus through the religious and traditional eyes of the denomination. They thought that Jesus is a cruel man, want to send people to hell. He's very rude. He's very religious. But I believe that when Jesus was walking on earth, he was so full of glory. He smiled. He laughed. He full of love. When he see children, he grabbed the children and hugged. He loved to lay hand on people and bless people. And when Jesus came back as the glorious King on the last day, His second coming, we gonna see He as He is. See Him as He is. But I pray that we will see Him now as He is before He come back, so that we will know who we are as a child of God. Are you getting what I try to say? We need to really know our God. When Jesus come back, we will not be sad. We will not be lowly. We're going to be thrilled. Oh Lord Jesus, I'm so glad you come back, and now I can see who you are. And we are so glad because I am like you. The Bible say that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him. I will show you another scripture that we are like Him even now on earth here. But on that day. For sure, we're gonna be, we shall be like Him. We will be full of love and glory and honor and peace and joy like Him, because that is the God that we worship. Amen. I want to encourage all of you to really know who God is in your life. Who you know Jesus. Without knowing Him, you will not be able to walk victorious life. Yes, Jesus, when He came the first time as a son of a carpenter, 
He was tempted in all points. He felt all the terrible things that you have felt in your life. He felt the terrible things that sin of humanity is causing when he was on the cross. He has to go through all the suffering for all of us in the first coming to pay the price of sin for us. But my question that I want to ask you right now is: Is Jesus still on the cross? Is Jesus still in the tomb? Where is Jesus now? Now, in our heart, and not only that, He is at the right hand of the Father as the King of all kings, as the Lord of all lords, and all authority and all honor and might has been given to Him. He has much more authority than anything else. In the universe, he is now the king on the throne in heaven, and he lives on the inside of you by his spirit. So now he is pure, holy, righteous, full of joy. He is full of honor, and he is accepted and loved by the Father. Now that is Jesus that we worshiping, not in Palestine two thousand years ago as a carpenter. He is not on the cross anymore. He out of the cross already. And look at what the Bible say. Everyone say Jesus, Jesus. is holy, is holy. Pure, pure, and righteous, and, righteous. And, full and full of glory. Look at First John four seventeen say, "Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, I mentioned a while ago, who He is." He's a king. Sit on the throne. He's righteous. He's holy and pure. He is full of glory. As he is, so are we in this world. Are you getting the message? You don't wait to go to heaven to be full of righteousness and glory and honor. As he is now, sitting on the throne, on the right hand of the Father. Full of righteousness, love, and acceptance of the Father. Now we can believe because we are like Him as He is. That we are righteous and accepted and loved by the Father. On the last day, the Bible says in the Book of Revelation, chapter six, verse sixteen. And these people say to the mountains and rocks. Fall on us and hide us from the face of Him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. When Jesus come back to judge the world, a lot of sinners, a lot of people who reject Jesus, who blaspheme God, who laugh about Christianity, will run around and look for a stone to come upon them so that they can hide themselves from the face of God. But I want to tell you the good news. The Bible says, "For us, who is righteous." Who has been made righteousness by the righteousness of God will be able to stand boldly with the hands up in the field and welcome the Lord. We don't need to be afraid, and we're going to see Him with our own eyes as He is, and we look at ourselves. Ooh, I'm like Him. I look like Him. I look righteous and holy and pure like Him. That day we all gonna dance and we're gonna be happy. We don't have to hide in the cave in the mountain. We don't have to hide ourselves from anything because we can stand boldly as a righteous people of the living God. Are you excited about that? 
I just want to confirm. Amen. We can be bold. Amen. Jesus is righteous now. Jesus is loved by the Father now. Jesus has the glory now. Jesus is accepted by the Father. And the Bible say, because as He is, so are we in this world. What does it mean? It means that we are just as accepted by the Father as Jesus was accepted. We are just loved by the Father as Jesus was loved by the Father. We are just as righteous as Jesus was righteous when He was on earth 2,000 years ago, and now in heaven. We are righteous. Everyone say, "I am righteous." Not your own righteousness, but by the righteousness of God. Not your own good deeds, not what you do, but by the free gift of righteousness upon our life. Everyone say, "I am loved." By the Father, everyone say, "I am accepted by the Father." And as we know that we are loved, we are accepted, and we are righteous, we can stand boldly in the presence of God. That's why the Bible says that we can approach boldly the throne of grace. The reason we can approach God's throne boldly because we know that we are righteous. By the righteousness of God, because we know that we are loved and accepted by the Father. I want to emphasize one more time: nobody on earth here has ever lived good enough, including me, and has been perfect enough, and has been obedient to God enough to be called righteous and stand in the presence of God. We all make mistakes. We all have some flaw in our life. But the reason we can stand in the presence of God, and the reason God accepts us and loves us and gives us righteousness, because of what Jesus did for us, and we receive that free gift from Jesus. Not that we are good ourselves, but because we have the free gift of righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. And what happened? Most of the time, Christians in the church give authority. To their feelings, to what the denominations say, to what their grandfathers say, they build their life on their feelings. What the tradition in the church says, what the pastors say, they don't build their life on the solid rock. That when even the storms and the wind comes, they will not fall down. And what is that rock? Mark chapter 13, verse 31: Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Why I say all these sentences? Because this is what happened. Because a lot of us live our life based on the feeling. You put your feeling before the word of God. You put your tradition before the word of God. You put man's opinion before the word of God. And because of that, sometimes you say, "You know, I don't feel like I'm righteous." You know, I have made so many mistakes. If you know how messy, how bad a person I have been, you will know that I don't deserve to have victory in my life. When you say like that, you base your life on your experience and your feeling. And I'm going to answer you: You don't know either. 
how powerful the blood of Jesus is. It doesn't matter how much mistake you make in the past. It doesn't matter how messy you are in the past. The blood of Jesus Christ is more powerful than your sin. And by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, your guilt is removed. Your condemnation is removed. Your sins is removed. And you can come back to God and stand as a righteous person again and again every single day. Amen? Don't let your feeling control you. I don't feel like I'm righteous. I'm just an old sinner. When the devil attacks me, I dare not fight with him because I have made so many mistakes in my life. I feel condemned. I'm full of shame. I'm full of guilt. And that's why they are defeated if you think that way. When you start to think that way, you're full of guilt and condemnation and intimidation and inferior inferiority complex, then you cannot fight with the devil anymore. But you need to know that you are righteous. How are we going to get back to righteousness if you make mistakes? How many people make mistakes here in this room? Raise your hand up. I make mistakes too. Yesterday I made one big mistake. And I repented. And I believe my wife forgave me. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us cleanse us not cover us cleanse everyone say cleanse what does it mean remove it all from all unrighteousness this scripture is was not written for that non-believer it was written for the believers what the bible say every day when you make mistake you need to get out from condemnation and guilt by coming to God and say, I'm sorry, I repent of my sin, and I confess my sin. And the Bible says that God is faithful. What does it mean, God is faithful? It means that if you come to Him 10,000 times to ask Him for forgiveness, He will be there for you 10,000 times like the first time. He is there for you He's faithful to his word. He never lies. You can come to him anytime he is faithful. What does it mean when God says he is just to forgive? Why? The Bible has to put the word faithful and just. Faithful means you can come to God anytime. 10,000 times, 100,000 times, he still forgives you. He's going to keep his word. He's going to do what he says. But just what does it mean? It means that legally he needs to have the right to forgive you. Because if he forgives you without good legal right, the devil is going to come to God and say, Hey, hey, Jehovah, I think you are not just. Because you condemn me to hell. But you forgive all these people in the church that make mistakes again and again and again and cleanse them from all unrighteousness again and again. You are not just. You condemn me, but you don't condemn them. How God is just. By sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross, shed the blood, and paid for us. So every time the devil wants to come and challenge God, God, why you forgive those people in the church? He say, I pay for them already. I have the right 
I have the legal right to forgive them and give them the gift of righteousness because I pay for them already. I have the right. I'm just God. Are you getting this message? He is faithful and just. Don't get into the trap of the enemy to say, how could God use me powerfully in this world? I'm just a poor sinner. The devil is going to come in right away. He's going to pack the suitcase and knock on the door and come in and stay with you if you have that kind of guilt feeling. He's going to stay in your house and he's going to show you the past replay, the past Blu-ray of your story. He's going to bring the picture or the movie. You remember that day you screamed with a high pitch to your wife? You remember that day you have a bad attitude? I'm going to show you the movie of what you did two years ago. He's going to keep replaying and replaying what mistake you have done in the past so that he can keep you in guilt, condemnation, intimidation, and inferiority complex. He will keep you low, 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 and depressed and in the dark and dark to the point that you will commit suicide because you look at yourself unworthy. Opposite to what I try to say here, the gift of righteousness makes you know that you are accepted by God. You are forgiven and you can stand chin up and don't worry about it. Amen. Jesus has already paid for us. He loves us. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to your feeling. But listen to the word of God. Every time you tell God, I don't believe 1 John 1.9. I don't believe that when I confess you forgive me and cleanse me from all righteousness. I don't believe it. You are insulting God. You are slapping on his face. You are spitting on his face. Why I say that? I say it very strong. Why? Think about this. If you come to me, Pastor, Pastor Lau, that day I offend you and I feel sorry. And I say, yeah, I forgive you. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. Let's move on. Two hours later, you call me again. That's allowed. I don't feel like you forgive me. I think you don't forgive me. I say, don't worry, brother. I forgive you. Forget about it. Move on with your life. Two days later, you email me. Pastor Lau, I don't believe you forgive me. What are you trying to say? You're trying to say that, Pastor Lau, you are lying. Every time we come to God and say, God, I don't believe that you forgive me. I don't believe that I'm righteous now. I don't believe that by the blood of Jesus Christ, I am cleansed and forgiven and I become righteous again when I confess my sin. You are telling God, God, you are a liar. And that is insulting God. Don't insult God. God keep the word, what he say. Therefore, when you wake up every morning, you should speak to yourself. I am forgiven. I am righteous by the righteousness of God. I am loved by God. I am accepted by God. I can rule and reign in this life. God accept me. God love me. His blood cleanses me from all unrighteousness. I can be new again today. 
I'm righteous today again by the blood of Jesus. You just receive that by faith. You're cleansed. What does it mean when the Bible says He cleansed you from all? Everyone say all unrighteousness. So when you are cleansed from all unrighteousness, what is the outcome? You become completely righteous. Every time when you confess your sin, every time you repent and say, "God forgive me, I blew it, I make a big mistake," right away, He cleanses you from all unrighteousness, and I can smile and happy and jump up and down. I'm righteous again. Is that right? People who understand the Word of God will not walk around in this world sad, face down. I'm not just a I'm just a poor sinner. I cannot do anything. God hates me. God doesn't forgive me. No, you can smile every day. You can walk your face up, and I'm righteous. I'm accepted by God. Amen. Let me ask the question: If you blew it, what should you do? And then confess. And repent. And what is the outcome? Righteousness. Righteousness again. Can you do that all the time? Yes. yes, every single day. We can rule and reign in life by the abundance of grace and through the gift of righteousness. And once you know, let, I'm going to come to the practical point here. Once you are convinced and convinced and convinced that you are righteous, and you can enter into the presence of God, and God will listen to you. Because you are accepted and loved by God, you will have confidence that God will answer your prayer, just like He answered Jesus' prayer. Is that right? You remember when Jesus put up five loaves and two fish and said, "Father, bless this meal, multiplication." Why the Father answer the prayer of Jesus so easily like that? Because Jesus have confidence that His love and accepted by the Father, and His prayer is heard and answered by the Father. The same thing when you know that you are loved and accepted by the Father, you can pray to the Father, and you have confidence and faith that God can answer. But not only answer, but something in here. Let me read John chapter sixteen, verse twenty-three. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Me mean Jesus. Most actually, I say to you, whatever you ask, everyone say whatever. whatever. What does it mean? Whatever. It means whatever. <laughs> I cannot explain. It mean anything. Two days ago, I got a phone call from a sister in California. She came to me and said, "Pastor, could you pray for my husband? My husband has backslid completely." Don't go to church anymore. He is very bitter against church and against God. Could you pray for me? When I pray for her, I lay hand on her and pray. In the name of Jesus, Father, I believe you listen to me. This man will come back. Only in one week, the man came back to God, went back to church. Amen. Why? Because God answered the prayer of a man who have confidence that he can listen to me. How many people want to live that kind of lifestyle? 
whatever you ask in my name he will give you in order to get to that point that you can stand before god and say god i believe you listen to me and you will answer me in the name of jesus you need to realize that i am righteous i'm loved and accepted by god and god listen to me you need to come to that point first is that right that's why you can rule and reign by the gift of righteousness And not only that, in Jesus' name, what does it mean? Because in the name of Jesus, everything about heaven is in there: authority, power, righteousness, everything, miracles. It's all in the name of Jesus. When you come to God in the name of Jesus, everything that you need is in there. Look at one example in the Bible about being righteous and prayer, and God answer. And rule and reign in life. James chapter 5 verse 16 to 18. Confess your trespasses to one another. Get back to righteousness. Confess your sin. And pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man. Every time when you read this scripture, you may think maybe a pastor. Maybe a preacher somewhere. Not me. Listen. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. What does it mean? Elijah was a man like ours. He blew it. He made mistake. He get mad sometimes. He make wrong decision. He has stomach like you and me that need to eat. He need to sleep. He's like you and me, make mistake every single day. A man. With the nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth produced its fruit. The question is, was Elijah righteous because of his own good deeds? No. Elijah was righteous because he received the gift of righteousness from God. Because he had faith in God. So God considered him righteous. The same way. Are we righteous? Wow, sound like not confident. After preaching for 40 minutes, I still don't hear the answer. Are we righteous? By whose righteousness? Is it a gift? Do we earn it? Are we righteous people? We are righteous people and our prayer will be Amen. Amen. Our prayer will be powerful. Don't let the devil lie to you that you have to wear a special clothes with a collar on your neck and with a special hat and have some kind of religious ceremony. Or maybe go to Bible school for 10 years before you become righteous and have a title called pastor and preacher and elder in the church. Every Christian who repent of their sin and get cleansed by the power by the blood of Jesus Christ is righteous. It's a free gift. Amen. Salvation is not only go to heaven. Salvation includes being a child of God, being righteous. God can answer your prayer. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Not only that, the Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, 
He is a new. Everyone say new. How many people like new car? Brand new car. I like brand new car. How many people like brand new house? Woo! But I hope you don't say I like a new wife. Okay, only one wife. I'm happy with my wife. I love her. No new wife. Only one wife. He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. My brothers and sisters, after you receive the free gift of righteousness, you have a new nature. You are a new creation. The old have been gone. Don't live in the past anymore. You become a new creation. The old things have passed away, and all things become new every single morning. You can wake up every morning and say, "The Lord's mercy is new every morning." You can say that every morning. Yesterday is gone. Don't even look at it. It's gone. Why I have to say this way? Because this is a problem of many Christians. Yes, we all have sin. Yes, we all have confessed our sin, and we believe that God forgives us. But we tend to have this habit that we have a bag and put the old sin in there, put in that bag, and we just put on the shoulder and walk around. Yes, God forgive me, but I have the old baggage. And once in a while, you just open the bag and oh wow, two years ago I did that, five years ago I did this, and you keep looking back to the past. Is that old? And what the Bible say, old things. Have passed away. Don't look back. Don't drag the old baggage out and look and say, "Oh, look at my life in the past." Forget about it. When God forgive you, He remember it no more. You don't need to remind Him. You don't need to bring it up again and again and again. That remember God five years ago, I did this mistake. Your sins and your iniquities are not remembered anymore. It's gone, and God said, "What? What happened two years ago? What are you talking about?" But you still remember. You keep it. You put it in the baggage and carry around, and go back to your home and drag it out and look at the past again and again. Keep talking about it. The Lord say, "You are a new creation." Today is a new day. The old is gone. Old things have passed away. Don't go by the feeling. Don't look at the back. Don't look at the past experience. Today you are new. Don't look back. Let me ask you this question. A lot of Christians do this to God. One day you are stopped by a police officer, and the police officer say, "Oh, by the way, the reason I stopped you because um, in the in the street next door, the, the next." Section, uh, there will be some accident. So I think you should, should use another route because the accident in the next intersection. And while the police officer talk to you, you say, "Oh, by the way, you know my license tab, my license plate is expired. <laughs> And uh, five days ago, uh, I was driving 50 miles per hour on the 35 mile street." And two years ago, uh, I speed on the freeway. How many people would do that to the police officer? Raise your hand up. <laughs> And that's what a lot of Christians do to God. 
By the way, God, five years ago I made big mistake. Oh, by the way, God, I haven't paid my tithe yet. Instead of doing that, just pay it and move on. Don't keep reminding God of your old past mistake. Amen. That's why you cannot rule and reign if you still live in condemnation, guilt, shame, and you don't feel valuable in the eyes of God because of the condemnation and guilt and shame. Second Corinthians chapter five verse eighteen, the Bible the Bible say, "Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation." After we are saved and become righteous, we should not be cognizant or thinking about our sin anymore. We should forget about it, move on with life, and don't live in guilt and condemnation, so that we can go out and help other people to be forgiven and reconciled to God as well. Why people don't want to come to church? Why people don't want to? Why don't people want to show up in the in the fellowship group? Why people are so scared of the Holy Spirit? The reason because they feel condemned. They feel dirty. They feel that God doesn't love them. They don't want to be around the presence of God. But I want to encourage you that you can be around the presence of God if you come and confess your sin and ask His blood to cleanse you. Every time you confess your sin, you finish, and then you don't need to be in the mud anymore. You can be free of guilt and condemnation, and you can enjoy the presence of God and say, "Thank you for the blood of Jesus. The sin is behind me. I move on now. I forget the past. I'm righteous now. God loved me. God accept me. I can enter into the presence of God, and I don't live in condemnation and intimidation anymore." I can boldly come into the presence of God and ask Him for prayer and ask Him for 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 the answer of my life, and I can command the devil to get out of my life. I can rule and reign in this life because I don't live in condemnation any longer. Amen. Amen. Now you see why this teaching is important, because a lot of Christians are deceived by the enemy to live in guilt and condemnation and don't understand about the forgiveness of God. And about the gift of righteousness. If you can talk to God because you are righteous, you know righteous means right standing with God. You have the right to stand before God. That is righteousness. If you have the right to come to the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords, you know you can talk to God. You know that you can talk to the president of the country. You know that you can talk to the richest person in the city. You know that you are righteous, and you can represent God and talk to anybody without guilt and shame. Last night, when I talked to that man in the Thai restaurant, I stand smiling and tell him, "God is good. God loves you. God never want to condemn you. God forgive you. He died for you already. Come to church. Come to know Jesus." I can say like that because if I can talk to God, I am not afraid of talking to this man. Let me repeat one more time. The reason you dare not witness to people because you don't have the bonus. But if you have the bonus that you know you can talk to the Father, 
which human being you're gonna be afraid of? Think about it. If you can talk to the king of all kings, who else you're gonna be afraid? You're not afraid, is that right? And not only that, if God, the King of all kings, accepts you and is pleased with you and forgive you and look at you, I love you, I accept you, and I cleanse you with the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't need to worry about what other people think about you any longer. Are you getting this? When I first came to this country, I spoke a lot of broken accents. I remember I worked at the VA hospital and I spoke a lot of wrong accent and these old veterans, you know, they are like veterans. I want to say age because some of you may think that I say you're old. And these <clears throat> veterans, they will look at me, what are you talking about? I don't understand your accent. I have two choices, feel intimidated and say I'm, I'm just a foreigner in America. I cannot speak English very well. But I don't feel that way. I just still stand and smile. It doesn't matter what you think about me. I know I'm a child of God. All the people who speak with broken accent in this room, I want to encourage you. You can be bold and stand and speak. Your accent It's beautiful. Amen? You can have confidence. And the Lord gives you the ministry of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5, verses 19 to 20. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, listen carefully, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, God is speaking through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Everyone say, I am an ambassador of God. What does it mean, ambassador? A representative who receives authority from a country, from a king. You are not only a new creation, you're not only righteous, you're not only a child of God, you are ambassador of God. And God has given you authority to speak on His behalf on earth here. Amen? If you know who you are, you can rule and reign on this earth. You can stand with the chin up. You say, I am, even though I'm a Chinese speaking with Mandarin accent. (laughs) Even though I'm a Cantonese speaking with Cantonese accent. Even though I am a Hungarian and I speak with Hungarian accent. But I am a child of the living God. I am righteous. I'm a new creation. The old is gone. I'm clean and pure because the blood of the bull and the goat in the Old Testament just covered the sin of people one, 
once um, just one year and you have to do it again next year but the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse me clean me and wipe out all the sin of my life and I can be completely clean in the eyes of God I am his ambassador Amen Do you know who you are now With God's righteousness We can stand in the presence of God without a sense of guilt and condemnation. With His righteousness, it gives us ability to stand in the presence of Satan without the sense of inferiority and the sense of fear. This truth that I preach today will make you bold and no more fear. Jesus died on the cross, and. The Bible say in verse 21, for He made Him who know no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. On the cross, Jesus took our sin and become sin for us, and then He went down to the bottom of the earth in hell. And when He came out from hell, He immediately went up to the right hand of the Father. And he gave that righteousness to us. Exchange. He took our sin and death, and he gave us righteousness and the privilege to be able to stand in the presence of God. So now we can be in the presence of God. When I cast out demon, I never think that Pastor Lao is just a human being casting out demons. I'm I'm an ambassador of God, and I'm standing right now in the presence of God. And I have authority in the name of Jesus. Go. Then he has to go. Because I know who I am. I know that God will answer me. I know that whatever I ask, he's going to answer in the name of Jesus. You see why we need to know this fact? To be able to rule and reign? It's a very simple message. But unfortunately, a lot of Christians don't know. Amen. Let me ask this question before I close. I know you're all hungry now. We're going to have lunch fellowship today and have a Chinese uh, meeting for the care group to set up the Chinese care group. Let me ask this question. How many of you know that you make mistake, you have sinned, you blew it, and you say, God, forgive me, and I ask you to make me a new creation? I want Jesus to become my Lord and Savior. I don't want to live the old life anymore. I want the power of God to help me to live a victorious and holy life. I need God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for me. You are just and faithful to forgive me because if you're dead, the devil cannot challenge you anymore that why you forgive me and I can live a life of righteousness. I can have the right standing before the Lord. And I can come to the Lord with boldness, without fear any longer. How many people want to have that relationship with God? Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Why don't you keep your hand up and pray with me? Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for sending your Son Jesus Christ to become sin. And die for me, 
so that I can be forgiven and I can become the righteousness of God by Your righteousness. Thank You, Lord, for accepting me when I repent of my sin and confess it. You cleanse me. You forgive me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, stay in my life. Make my life your home. Live with me. From today on, I recognize, I believe that I am a child of God. I am loved by the Father. I am accepted by the Father. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am a new creation. I can stand with chin up. I have bonus. I don't live in guilt any longer. No intimidation. No condemnation. But I am bold and confident in the love of God. Thank you, Lord, for the free gift of righteousness. I know, Lord, I cannot earn it. I cannot do good enough to have it, but it's a free gift, and I received it by faith. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <sighs> Hallelujah! I like this sermon. Yep, I'm gonna practice it. I'm gonna keep reminding. You know, I want to say one last thing. If your feeling come up that you feel guilty, feel bad, feel condemned, you fight with it by speaking the truth to yourself. You just speak it out loud. I am righteous. I am a child of God. I am an ambassador of God. I'm cleansed. I'm loved by God. I'm accepted by God. If you keep speaking, it will overcome the feeling, and you will be able to stand up and live like a king and rule and reign in this life. Keep speaking. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's turn to each other and say, "You are righteous." Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. We love you. We pray that this truth will be imprinted into their heart, and your people in this church will be ruling and reigning as kings in life. Help them, Father, each day by your Holy Spirit to draw the abundance of grace and live in the gift of righteousness all the days of their life. And they will be so winners; they will go out as ambassador of Christ and bring the message of reconciliation to tell people that God doesn't hate them; God loves them, and God wants to help them. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me your tired, you said. Bring me your weak. Bring me your hungry masses. We seek your Please, Lord, hear my song. 